Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good. Good evening. Come on in. Come on in. It has been a long day, child. I am exhausted. Hey, y'all, y'all see me? <laughs> I am tired. We are on this weight loss journey together. Um, it is 7.47. I hope everybody who is doing the fasting with me, hope you guys are logged into your app and you guys are, you know what I'm saying? Y'all should have been fasting about 47 minutes ago. Okay, I'm keeping track. Now, I forgot to post my lunch earlier. Um, I had made, um, oh my God, this really good veggie burrito, honey. I need to, I need to start a soft life channel and show y'all my recipes, how I keep my house up. But right now, I don't have time to start a soft life channel because I got so much other stuff going on. But I'm hoping in a few months I will be able to do that because I, I just want to, you know, cook and show y'all, you know, say some healthy recipes. So I forgot to post my recipe earlier. Um, the other day I had made my very own Subway sandwich, honey. I had posted in Discord when I tell you that's probably the best Subway sandwich I have eaten in months. OK, I like Subway, but I've noticed not only have their prices gone up. But the, the attitude, the boredom, okay? When I made my sandwich, it was made with love. There was no boredom when putting my cheese on. There was no attitude when I asked for extra black olives, okay? So it's, it's nice to like, you know what I mean, cook for yourself sometimes and not, you know, have to spend money going out to eat. So, um, oh, the bread I used, it was Italian, but I made the seasoning. I did like my own little Italian seasoning with olive oil, little bit of red wine vinegar. I put some Italian seasoning on the bread. It was very good. It was just, it was delish, okay? So, um, and then I used uh, this, this fake vegan meat. So I didn't use like, you know, deli meat. And the vegan meat was very, very good. My son who eats meat, he could not even tell the difference. It tasted like real lunch meat. It hit, it hit, it really did. So we're all on this, well, not all of us, but you know, the ones who are in the group, um, we are on a weight loss journey to not only, you know, I'm lose weight, but just really get healthy. It's a, I'm not even gonna call it a weight loss journey, a fitness journey. So we've been, you know, fasting, eating healthy. Um, at least once a day, I work out on rave with y'all. You know, some of y'all be at work at y'all's desk, like, you know, moving your arms and shit, do what you gotta do, honey. You know, so this has been good. My mental health, you know, is getting better. Um, I just think we just been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? Between 2020, the lockdown, um, you know, the economy crashing, FTX, child. We don't know what's going to happen next. So we just need, you know what I mean? We just, you know, we need to clear our mind and get some of the stress off of our mind. And honestly, with this fasting, I've been sleeping better. Um, I've been going to bed about 11, which is just unusual for me. Y'all know I'd be in the Discord at 3 in the morning like, what y'all doing? I've been going to bed at 11. I took a nice little nap today after I ate my burrito. So I've really been fasting since about 3.30. So maybe tomorrow I'll eat some breakfast. But I've really just been eating once a day. Like I said, child, my goal is to get back to my original weight. I want my damn cheekbones. They're starting to come back. But I want them to be like, <laughs> I want my supermodel cheekbones back. You know what I'm saying? I feel like my face has just gotten real chubby. You know, but it is what it is, child. Um... 
Yes, I drink lemon water, uh, ultimate firecracker. Yes, in the morning, I got my tea. So I'm drinking my, my tea here. Um, we've been restocked on Amazon. So the men's tea is back. I know the guys love the men's tea. We restocked on the men's tea. Um, basically, all the teas are back. So definitely check them out. The one I'm drinking is the digestion, the digestion and wellness tea. So check out my tea store on Amazon. Uh, what else, child? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I don't have time to start a whole Soft Life channel, but I do have a true crime channel. So I don't know, but I'm noticing a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I didn't even know about this channel. When did you create this channel? Please, y'all, if y'all have not, please subscribe to True Crime Tea Time. It is the old, lovely news channel, and I have been doing true crime on there since about September. So we have about, I think, like four or five episodes. So please support it. These videos take a while. Um, they rarely ever monetize them. I'm just doing them because I want to see more Black stories being told in true crime. I want to watch true crime channels with people who look like me. And I notice most of the true crime people don't look like me. You know what I mean? So I'm happy to be able to just tell some of these stories and give updates. So I did one this week of uh, Kwame uh wilson the one who had you know put you know the struggle rapper honey put a hit on his mother yolanda holmes i did a video on my news channel concerning kwame years ago so the true crime update is up so if you guys have not watched it please do please support it because if it don't get views i'm not going to create that's just what it is it's, for me it's not even about the money it needs to have views i need to know that people are watching because it takes a lot of work to research then it takes me about two hours to shoot the content and then another three to four days to edit. So all I ask is that y'all just watch it, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, just just show love, hit a like, share, stuff like that. So in case you don't know about True Crime Tea Time, it is up and running. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you guys subscribe. So it is a lot going on, child. Oh, good. We got 4,000 people in here. Come on in. Come on in. So it's a lot to talk about um, right now. Child, there are so many twists and turns with this Megan and Tory Lane situation. Um, like I've told y'all from day one, um, I'm I'm over it. I don't, I have absolutely no dog in this fight. So um, I feel like I'm going to let the criminal justice system do their job. If they find Tory guilty, so be it. If they find, you know, that the whole situation was nonsense and he's not guilty, so be it. It's it just it doesn't matter to me one way or another because the story has just been so convoluted over the past. I mean, we've been watching this shit play out since what, like 2020, when everybody was on lockdown. So some more information came out this week. They're basically saying that they're getting that they have charged Tory with another uh, felony. Okay, which was kind of surprising for a lot of people because this case has been going on for so long and it's weird that they're coming out the blue with a third felony charge. So let me go ahead and um, share my screen with y'all here real quick. Give me just a moment. Okay, good old Tory Lanes. All right, Tiny Tom Thumb has been hit with a third <laughs> felony charge in the Megan shooting case. So, um, they're saying that Tory Lane is facing yet another hurdle in his Meg the Stallion shooting case. Prosecutors are hitting him with a third charge as his trial is about to begin. Court records show that the new charge against Tory is felony 
negligent discharge of a firearm, which comes on top of his previous two charges of assault with a semi-automatic firearm and carrying a loaded and unregistered firearm. Okay. Um, of course, he's pled not guilty. This happened way back in 2020. We are going into 2023. Um, <clears throat> now, his lawyer had updated TMZ. They said Tory's lawyer, uh, George M., uh, tells us, we are confident that the conclusion of this trial, the truth will come out. Mr. Peterson will be exonerated of all charges. Now, another interesting thing is that Tory took to his social media page and he posted the following. He wrote a big old book, child, on Twitter. Okay. That was the second thing he wrote. No weapon formed against me shall prosper ever. But he had wrote some more stuff. Let me see if I can find it. He had wrote like a, a lot longer. Okay, here it is. He says, I'm going to leave this here one more time and watch how it ages. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. You sit and watch now and don't ever question the God I serve again. This is my last tweet. Now, I'm here for the Bible scriptures and, you know, the Bible quotes. But it's very funny that, you know, once these celebrities get into trouble, all of a sudden, oh, blessed be the fruit. <laughs> the Lord is with thee. No one shall ever condemn or judge. I mean, like, sir, just stop. Um, you know. Maybe it will age well and, you know, Tori will be let go. But I don't I don't want to hear Bible scriptures, sir, because when everything was going good for you on, you know, what was that? Remember you had the radio show during 2020? Every other day, uh, push your pussy lips on the ground for, you know, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Him and Boosie had people stripping and showing their coochies and you just quarantine radio, 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 drinking like a fish. Uh, wasn't thinking about God when he was getting drunk every other day on quarantine radio. One thing about God when they were asking women to strip and get naked. One thing about God when, you know, he was, you know, twerking with Megan and slapping her ass, you know, so it's always funny that, you know, once folks get into trouble, all of a sudden, you know, blessed be the fruit, sir. All right, Mr. Handmaiden's tail. So <laughs> I need to get back into the Handmaiden's tail. Yes, thank you, wrote that. Uh, Erica said, yep, he was on his demon time. Thank you. Remember 2020, all these artists, demon time this, demon time that. We on demon time. We are only fans. But as soon as shit hits the fan, oh, y'all not going to judge the God I serve. Because in the Bible, in Luke chapter, okay, all right, sir. Just go to trial. We're just, we're just ready for the verdict. We don't need any, you know, Bible scriptures. No, we're not going to go. We don't want any of that. Remember saying? Because in 2020, when things were going good, everything was demon time. You know, everything was OnlyFans. And everything was, you know, put your pussy lips on the ground for a thousand dollars. You know, so we ain't forgot. So I just, I was finding it funny, you know, once people are in trouble, you know, here come, you know, the Bible quotes, um, you know, I hope the next, this next song he drops, you know, ends up being some type of, you know, gospel song, you know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't bring and invoke God's name now when you're in trouble. Make sure you praise him in your music too. Okay. So the next song I hear from Tori better be, you know, praise him. Hallelujah. I'm free. Praise him. Hallelujah. I'm free. Okay, that's what I want to hear on his next single. 
Will he? I don't know, child. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens, child. Don't don't invoke God's name on Twitter. And then if you get off, all of a sudden you back to rapping about, you know, I'm selling drugs, I'm on demon time, I'm killing other black men and fucking all these hoes. Please don't. Don't do it, Tori. We're going to hold you accountable. I'm going to need you to drop a gospel verse if you get off, sir, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So now what else is going on in the Tori and Meg situation? This just broke, I think, earlier today. They are saying that one of the key witnesses uh, for Meg the Stallion, the lead detective, okay? Let me show y'all this. So that's why I, said I have no dog in this fight because this case is just so convoluted. I'm just going to be sitting here sipping my tea. So the lead detective who was a critical witness for the defense in the Meg Thee Stallion versus Tory Lane's case won't be called to the stand after being fired for domestic violence. You can't make this up. What are the chances that the lead detective who's supposed to be helping Megan's defense has been fired from his job for, I, I don't know who asked, he don't whoop. Let me read what this uh, Nancy Dillon has to say here. She says, Tory Lane's trial update. LAPD Detective Ryan Strong Stonger, relieved of duty in the last month, prose prosecutors reveal in court. Lane's attorney, George M., says on record, the underlying reason for the dismissal was a DV allegation, okay? Um, prosecutors say no charges filed and they won't call him at trial. Uh, they're also saying that Tory's lawyer says Stranger, who was the investigating officer who interviewed Megan the Stallion after the shooting, is a critical witness for the defense. He told he told the court he plans to call him under the theory Stranger botched the investigation, and the judge says he would allow it. So this was posted three hours ago. So I'm just saying, it's just, it's like, it's getting crazy and crazier, the things that are going on in this trial. So I don't, I know a lot of Meg the Stallion fans were celebrating when Tori got hit with that third charge. I mean, you would have thought that they got the notification that he was found guilty. And everybody was like, calm down horses. Uh, he was just charged. We still got to go to trial and see what happens. So I don't know, man. The whole thing is just, it's weird. It's weird. Um, it's going to be just, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on with this whole situation to see if, you know, Meg's side ends up winning or Tori's side ends up winning. But the fact that the lead detective has not been relieved is very strange. Me personally, I'm waiting to see what Kelsey has to say. I want to know what Kelsey's going to have to say on the witness stand. Because again, I believe she holds the key, especially being that the damn driver slash security guard has not, you know, who was in the car, it has not been talking. So it's going to be interesting to see if somebody said, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm not messing with y'all. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see if Kelsey's case, what she says on trial, excuse me, if it ends up helping Megan's case or ends up helping Tori's case. That's going to be, you know, that's the part that's going to be very, very interesting. So I don't know. I just feel like this case has gotten so convoluted 
But I believe, like I said, from day one, if Tory Lanez is found guilty, he should serve his time. Okay? Point blank, period. She is a victim of this, and if they find that he's guilty, he should serve his time. She deserves to get her justice. You know what I'm saying? But again, the way he's tweeting, honey, and, you know, praise dancing on Twitter, him and his lawyer may know something that we don't know. We're going to all have to wait and watch how this plays out with bated breath. We've been invested in this bullshit since 2020, okay? So I can't wait until it's finally over. I'm sure Megan cannot wait until it's over. I'm sure Tori cannot wait until it's over. So that way we can all move on and breathe as a collective internet, okay? So this whole situation is just is crazy. Welcome, 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 y'all. Come on in. Um, let's see here. Let me read some of these super chats. Uh, JTV says, hey, T, just made it through my first semester at Jackson State University, just waiting on a final exam grade. Glad to catch another live. Congrats on making it through your first semester. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Radiant Sunshine says, hey, sis, miss you guys. Happy holidays. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you as well. Um, Titi says, the last time I went to Subway, the meat tasted like human skin. Oh, not human skin. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Um, yeah, gross. I, I, I can't speak for the meat, but I know last time I went to Subway, them damn tomatoes looked like they had been in that damn freezer for a week. They was all wilted and leaning to the side. Nothing just looked fresh. It's no longer Subway eat fresh. It's Subway just come on in and we'll just see what we can put together. That's the vibe I get from Subway now. So now that I have my little, you know, personal Subway recipe, I'll be making my own damn sandwiches going forward. So yeah, uh-uh. Let's see here. Night Charm sent $9.99. He says, girl, You've been doing it lately. The Kwame Wilson video, the Elizabeth Holmes videos were done very nicely. Love you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you guys to the ones who took time out to watch my Elizabeth Holmes video. Thank y'all. Um, I know some of y'all are not into those type of videos. You know, if it's not about fucking and sucking, y'all ain't gonna click on it. You know, anything that's edifying, some of y'all refuse to watch, but it's okay. To the ones who want more than just, you know, fucking and sucking videos, Thank y'all for watching it. Um, you know, like I said, I had a lot of issues with Elizabeth Holmes. And I felt like, you know, I'm seeing all these documentaries and, you know, stories. And, you know, they're trying to victimize her. And, and, and you know, almost making her like some hero in like the female tech community. And, and to me, she's trash. She's It was nothing but white privilege. Like I said, this bitch went from very white. You know, hey, I'm, I'm Elizabeth Holmes, you know, yeah. Um, I'm the inventor of Theranos and, you know, the Edison machine. Soon as that bitch got in trouble, I, I was an abuse victim. My big black Pakistani boyfriend whooped my ass. Girl, bye. Bye. And for what I'm hearing, they say they're going to put her in a comfy little, you know, uh, some type of boot camp facility for her 11 years. They're, they're definitely, and uh, there's so much privilege with that case. It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So, I, I've always thought she was a weirdo. She had crazy eyes. You know, she was trying hard to like mimic Steve Jobs. Like, just stop. Just, just stop. You know, she's just a weirdo. Um, oh, well, speaking of white privilege, um, child, they done spot her Gretchen Grumler 
aka Carolyn Ellison, getting some Starbucks. I said, well, damn, ain't this about a bitch? See if I can find this picture. I was shocked, but not really. <sighs> they done spotted this lady. Mind you, she owes the world billions of dollars, okay, in crypto. This lady is literally at Starbucks, living her best life. I said, damn, must be nice. Where's the damn picture at? Oh, oh here it is. Let me share my screen. It, it's the privilege for me. Look at her. Carolyn Ellison, Gretchen Grundler, literally at Starbucks. Not a care in the world. Just ordering a latte. Meanwhile, you got people whose whole life savings are gone. But don't worry. As long as she can have her Starbucks, it's all good. I, I just, you can't make this up. But like I told y'all, we live in a society. There's no more shame. Y'all be thinking like, you know, anytime I talk about shame, oh, you're old and oh, you know, that's just, you know, it is what it is. No, there's no more shame. If this was the 90s, if this took place in the 90s, she'd have been chased out of that subway. Somebody probably would have turned with the barista probably would have threw the damn hot tea in her face. There's no shame. Most folks would, would be bare. I'd be hiding under my bed embarrassed. Just let me just hide. I don't want to see. I don't even want human contact right now. This woman literally lost billions. The, the idiot, Sam Bateman Freed, he won't stop doing interviews. He's on Clubhouse every other day. You know, uh, I didn't know anything. Anytime you ask me a question, uh, I don't know. I haven't, I, I don't know. He doesn't know shit. But he won't stay off the clubhouse. And now she's out here sipping tea at Starbucks. <laughs> Again, privilege. Straight privilege. She could have had one of her friends go in there. She could have ordered it through DoorDash. But it, there's no shame. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I lost millions of dollars in crypto. <laughs> that poor teacher's fund in Canada is out of their pension. As long as I can get my Starbucks, that's all that matters. So, child, must be nice. <laughs> no shame whatsoever. I, I was shocked, but then not again, not really. Um, let's see here. Uh, pretty teacher says he he must have been demonstrating the turn the other cheek part of the Bible when he hit August. Oh, yeah, that whole August Alcina situation. I wonder if they're still going to, you know, charge him for that case, because he had gotten some charges pressed against him for the August thing, but I'm I'm thinking it might have been dropped, but I'm not sure. I mean, they're trying to pick up on that case. But thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's see here. My page refreshed. Okay, here we go. Uh, Asia Caroline sent 1999 says, I'm going through a breakup. I've been sad as F. Thanks for cheering me up, babe. You are so welcome, pretty lady. Thank you for coming through and you'll be all right, child. You know what I'm saying? Lose them. You can find somebody else. So, you know, enjoy the stream with us. I'm a single lady. Um, <laughs> you know, so don't feel so bad. You know, sometimes things are just not meant to be. And if it's meant to be, it will come back. So thank you so much. I'm glad you're able to join us today. I appreciate you being here. Um, let's see here. I Angel Baby Nails says, oh God, another breakup, says going through a breakup. It was because of domestic violence. 
I would always watch your videos to feel better. Any advice? Love you, T. Oh, wow. Lots of breakups this year. Um, we had a domestic violence situation. We talked about it on Thanksgiving when, when we had the Zoom meeting. Um, it was it was really sad, very emotional because she had just it was like a few days after Thanksgiving. Um, what I will say is this. Once you've been through that, please do not go back. Do not allow him to tell you sweet nothings. I'm going to change. It was a mistake. Please do not go back. Because what scares me so much now with the domestic violence situations, especially in this day and age, you have a lot of people who are going through a lot of mental health issues, job issues, don't know where their future is going. And the domestic violence situations are now turning into homicides, are now turning into, you know, the abuser, not only, what do they call that? Because I can't say the M word, you know, their spouse, but also taking themselves out, taking out the children. So my advice to you is, you know what I'm saying, permanently leave that situation. Do not go back. It is not worth it. It's not worth it at all, especially in the, you know, we have a lot of black women ending up dead in domestic violence situations. So I pray that anybody who's in an abusive situation, a domestic violence situation gets out because if somebody really loves you and wants to be with you and they really care about you and they care about your family, the kids, they're not going to put hands on you. They're not going to put you in a situation where you have to constantly think to yourself, is this what love is? So my advice to everyone who's in that situation, please leave. And sometimes it can be easier said than done. So that's when you have to look into resources in your community, reaching out to women's shelters, reaching out to friends and family and things like that to make your escape. So I hope things get better for you. And thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you, sis. Um, let's see here. Nakia. Marie says, good morning, sis. Loving the deep dive videos. Thank you for all your hard work. My favorite YouTuber. Much love from Perth, Western Australia. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And good morning out there in Australia. It's evening time here. So, you know, it's a whole different time on the other side of the world. But thank you. And I'm so happy that you like the deep dives. Like I would say, they take a lot of work. So I just really appreciate, you know, people's feedback on them and people learning um, just different things from the deep dive. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Mika Marie says, love you, T. Hope I can start the fast next week. I'm flying out tonight for my aunt's funeral. Okay, definitely, you know, jump into the fast when you can. And um, my condolences to you about your aunt. Thank you so much for coming through. Uh, let's see here. Court Babe says, I love your crime content because you use your own lingo and opinion. You say what we are all thinking. No other crime channel does that. Love you, girl. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I just try to be myself in no matter what I do. And so it's like for me, even when I'm doing true crime, I'm I'm speaking, you know what I'm saying, from my heart, from my own mind, you know, as I'm recollecting the stories. I, I'm not trying to be PC and you know, or idolize the, the killer, you know, I'm not, not going to do that. I see some true crime channels that do that, or they don't take it seriously, or they're laughing and, and eating chicken. I don't understand mukbangs and true crime. That's weird. 
or doing makeup. Um, I think these are people's real stories. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you're actually getting paid for your true crime channel and you're getting sponsorships, then you owe it to those people to tell their story and tell it in a proper way. You know, so yeah, for me, um, I'm a definitely drag when need be. Because sometimes as I'm telling the story, I get mad. Like, this whole sport-ass brat. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I can't hold that back. You know, that's just going to be in the video. You know, because some of these stories are just really, really disturbing. It just shows you, like, the depravity of some people. You know, so thank you so much for that feedback. I appreciate it. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Lovely Trini82 says, hey, I've been watching you since 1587. But you got me when you spoke about losing weight and getting healthy. I've been looking like the Pillsbury Dough Girl. My name is Sophia, and I make all my four kids watch you. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that you're joining in the Weight Loss Challenge. I'm really happy. Like, I know a few of y'all were like, you know, it's, it'll be a whole week Saturday, but some people have already lost weight. I've lost some weights. You know, I feel a lot better. And I just think, you know, if we're able to encourage everybody to just, you know, eat healthier, get out and walk, exercise, you know, send reminders for people to, you know, work out. I just think it's it's better when you do it as a group, you know, just because everybody's energy can focus on that and we can encourage each other. So thank you so much for joining the challenge. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. TJ Senfai says, celebrities be calling on the Holy Trinity when they're in trouble, don't they? Um, just like that man, the one that they're accusing of uh, killing takeoff. He he's you know begging and then wanting to get a, a private eye, a private eye for what? I wish they would release like all the video so we can like see the full video. But I'm I'm confused as to like what do we need a private eye for? They're saying that you were the shooter, so I, I don't know. It, it's it's a mess out here. So let me see. I've been out here for thirty minutes. Uh, shout out to all seven thousand people here. Please hit that like button. Um, oh, Monique, Monique sent $299.99. Monique, thank you so much, sis. You have always looked out for my channel. And she doesn't even leave a comment. She just be, Monique is a baller. Who your man, Monique? Monique is out here with that sugar baby money. Monique don't even leave comments. She be coming through every other live stream like, bam, $300. But no, Monique, I rock with you. Please send me an email. I would love to send you something for the holidays, just cause you've always shown, you know, just major support to my channel. So thank you so much, Monique. Please shoot me an email today. Thank you. Um, she's just a sweetheart. She really is. I, I'm just, I'm very appreciative. You know what I'm saying? Nobody has to do any of this. So it means a lot. So thank you guys so much, everybody. Like y'all know, I don't care if you send a dollar, $300, 500, I, I'm grateful for everything because y'all don't have to, you know? So thank you guys. Um, so yeah, Monique Obala, man, Monique don't even say no. She just be like, bam, super chat and walk off. <laughs> Shout out to Monique. Um, so we got to talk about this whole, whoo, this detransitioning situation. So the other day I had posted on my Instagram. Well, I didn't post it. Madia posted it. Um, she's the one who runs my Instagram to, I don't know how many times I had to say this. You'll be crying. I'm like, I didn't post this, but she posted it. You know, I left my own little commentary. I now will come in with the little snarky commentary. And so I didn't know this was getting as big as it was. But there's this whole thing of people detransitioning and wanting to go back to their original gender. 
Um, but it seems like the mainstream media is hiding this news. So let me show y'all this here real quick. This is a lady here. Her name is Camille Kiefer. She's 32 years old. So I'm going to read this to you. Uh, she says she initially had healthy breasts. She had her healthy breasts removed in 2020 to align with her non-binary gender identity. She says her doctors approved her surgery after not one, but two Zoom meetings, okay? Breezing past the, a whole host of mental health issues. Now that Camille is in a better place mentally, she realizes that the surgery was a mistake. So two and a half years later, she's suing the social worker, the therapist, and the gender clinics they work for. Brave Space, Brave Space in Oregon and Quest Center and Integrative Health. She's seeking up to $850,000 in damages, okay? Um, <clears throat> then they go on to say, as a child, Camille never gave her gender identity a thought, but when her best friend was arred by a relative in the sixth grade, she said she became acutely aware of her femininity around that time. Her father also imparted well-meaning advice that backfired. So this is my response, child. Y'all know I'm not. So I said this. Um, so no personal responsibility falls on her. This grown woman was 29 when she chopped off her breast. I'm sure they will dismiss her lawsuit. I'm starting to see more and more of these detransitioning stories on social media. Child, let me go back to minding my big-breasted business. Good luck to him. So, you know, yikes. And so I started researching it more. I didn't. <laughs> so let me go here. So let me dig a little bit further into this shit. Again, this person's not 15. You know, so I said, well, damn, you know, I said, let me mind my big-breasted business. Um, but the more I dug into this, there's more Camille's out here. There's been a lot of ladies that they've had their boobs, like they're just chopping off healthy breasts so they can look more like guys. And then they're coming back and saying that, you know, they're regretting it. And what I've noticed is that this is not, it's almost being suppressed in the mainstream. Most of these stories are popping up online. And even the comment section was filled. Like I learned a lot even going through my comment section. Um, there was one lady who said that her friend, you know, had de had transitioned uh, from a guy to a girl and, you know, he's regretting it. Um, then they're saying like, I guess the fake vajayjays that they make, there be there's complications and sometimes they can, child, it, it, y'all gotta go read the comment section, child. I don't wanna get too graphic. I was just shocked. So, my thing is this, I think the rabbit hole with this situation goes a lot deeper, okay? Now, I will say this, as I went and I, and I looked more into her story, um, I can kind of sympathize, but there also has to be some personal responsibility, right? But what really bothers me is, you know, and I don't get involved in the whole D. Wade, Gabriel Union, their nonsense. But what bothers me is you have people pushing this on young folks, right? Now, if you want to go ahead and, and 
dress like a girl and you're a 15-year-old boy, that is your business, child. At this point, anything goes, right? But I think once we start encouraging kids to physically get surgery to remove body parts, that is disturbing, right? Because if you just decide, okay, as a teenager, I want to be non-binary and call me they, him, them, whatever these names are, right? That's your business. At that point, you're not really hurting anybody. But once you start, like, you know, chopping things off, getting things removed, a lot of times it's the person that you are in your teens and early 20s is not who you are as you get older. And the thing that really bothers me is that you have these doctors <clears throat> and this is what they're running to. They had not one but two Zoom meetings with her. That doesn't make any sense to me. How can you agree to take off somebody's breast because they're saying that they feel like a boy and you're willing to put them under this procedure for something so detrimental? Like they should have been evaluating her for months, not after two Zoom meetings. It's insane. And I just feel like, you know, this is being pushed. And I have to ask myself, what is the financial incentive? Because see, when you follow the money trail, that's usually going to take you down the rabbit hole. And so the more I've been researching these surgeries, if you're trying to go from like female to male, uh, the surgery, because this is plastic surgery, it runs between $100,000 to $200,000. If you're trying to go from male to female, it's about the same price, a little cheaper, depending on if you just want, you know, it chopped off and, you know, turned into a JJ. Just what it's like a whole thing. On top of that, once they get these surgeries, they have to be on hormones for the rest of their lives. So not only do you have the surgery, then you have to be on either testosterone if you're trying to be a man or you have to be on estrogen if you're trying to be a woman. And the hormones are not cheap. Um, some people are able to get it like on Medicaid with insurance, but it's not like none of this stuff is cheap. So what I'm thinking is that the reason why this is being pushed so much, it's not really for people's mental health or to, you know, help them see their true selves. It's monetary for the pharmaceutical companies and for some of these doctor's offices. Okay, I, I really believe that because there was no reason for them to do this to her after only two meetings. But on the flip side, let me say this. Um, if a doctor refuses, then they also have to worry about being called transphobic, being attacked. So it's like it's, it's a double edged sword. If I'm a plastic surgeon, I'm saying, well, no, I don't want to chop off your boobs, ma'am. You need to go get therapy. Then you're transphobic. You're, you know, not allowing me to do what I want to do. So I, I can see where it can be a double-edged sword on, you know, on one side for the doctors. And I can also see where some of them are willing to do it for the money. Now, I will say this. I believe that once you get to a certain age, you have to bear some personal responsibility. If we're going to allow her to walk away with $850,000, because again, this is a form of plastic surgery, 
are all the girls who have gotten BBLs and tummy tucks and, and you know, botched plastic surgery, are they not going to be able to sue and get paid? Because usually when you are going through plastic surgery, that is, you know, you're, you're signing paperwork, you're signing waivers, you know the risk that you're taking. There's complications, you could die, you could be botched. There's literally no legal recourse, right? If you go through plastic surgery. So if they're gonna allow legal recourse for people who willingly went under the knife to chop off either their genitalia or their breast, are they gonna allow the same recourse for women or even men when they you know, are dissatisfied or botched? I mean, there's a whole TV show called Botch. The reason why people are going on to botch in hopes of getting their bodies fixed by those doctors is because they couldn't sue their original doctor. It's very hard to sue a plastic surgeon, you know, even in death. And think about this. Um, what's bothersome for me is that anytime a woman dies in the Dominican Republic of a BBL complication, it is worldwide news. And everybody treats it as fodder. The victim is clowned and shamed in death. Oh, that's what she gets. Bitches need to start loving themselves. All you have to do is squat. Oh, well, uh, uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And this is somebody who's died, right, in the pursuit of trying to, you know, get something done that they, that, that they wanted to help their self-esteem or whatever they saw in their head, right? So when women die from these BBLs, or, you know, any type of plastic surgery, they get botched like a K Michelle or that fitness lady who had all that shit injected into her ass and they had to dig it out like yogurt and then all her ass and all them pellets and shit was, yeah, remember? Okay, nobody really has sympathy for them. So I'm confused, like, you know, like, so now are, are we supposed to like have, you know, an abundance of sympathy in this situation? Because again, it's really the same thing. She went the plastic surgery route to remove her breast because she felt like she was a man. This person went the plastic surgery route to get her body done because she felt like she was shaped like a refrigerator and wanted a bad bitch shape. She doesn't like her results. She doesn't like her results, but she gets sympathy. She gets to sue. Meanwhile, this person gets shamed. Y'all get what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's a very slippery slope. You know, uh, good luck to her in her lawsuit. I don't know if it's really going to go through, if she's going to win anything. But I think, though, there has to be some type of regulation. There has to be, you know, something done. I think if we keep pushing this whole, well, if you feel like something, we can just automatically fix it with surgery. Ten years from now, you're going to start seeing a whole bunch of people who felt like this 10 years ago, but now they feel like this 10 years ago, and now they're all coming for class action lawsuits. So I just think like there needs to be a lot of counseling. I don't think that there should be a rush. Like there's no reason to rush um, to make permanent decisions on a young person's body. Like what what is the rush at 15, 16, 17 to change your physical you know what i'm saying when your brain your mental isn't even all the way developed yet and i'm not just saying that for like trans kids this is for you know the the flat chested 16 year old who wants breast implants wait it's okay to wait guess what guess who else was flat chested at 16 my big titty ass they had no big old boobs at 16 
Imagine if I don't want to got breast implants as soon as I turned 18. Sometimes your body takes longer to develop. Sometimes you end up having kids and your boobs get big. So that's what I'm saying. You, It's okay to wait. You know, like everybody's such in a rush to change this or to grow up, you know, really fast. And I just think that, you know, they need to take cases like this with this lady, Camille, and really understand that some of these people who are reaching out to these doctors and to these therapists, maybe surgery is not what they necessarily need. With her, she felt like she needed, you know, mental health therapy. You know, she needed somebody to talk to. She needed more counseling. But because of the money grab, they automatically placed her to go have surgery. And now she's removed both her healthy breasts. Um, from what I researched, I thought, well, maybe she could just get breast implants and, you know, just, oh, well, you know, start over. You know, get some breast implants. But from what I see, they really, like, they really make it super flat where it's hard to even put implants in there because you want it as flat as a man's chest. So they, they really tear up that chest area. So even if she gets implants, I don't even know if they're going to look good. And she said that she had a boyfriend and the boyfriend then left her because, because I guess she wears like a prosthetic bra, you know, like a bra and she just puts, I don't know, she stuffs it with fake boobs or something. And so when she was getting ready to be intimate with her boyfriend, she took it off and the boobs were gone and he dumped her. So, you know, so now that's messing with her mental health too. And she feels like she's going to be alone for the rest of her life. But I will say this. Maybe that person wasn't understanding, but that does not mean that you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. That just means you need to find the right person, be upfront and honest. You know what I'm saying? Let them know your story, what you went through, you know, how you got to that position. When you're honest with people and you let them in, you're more likely to get them to fall in love with who you are in here. And it's not going to matter about the physical. So that's what she needs to work on. If she's going into situations lying and acting like she has, you know, double D breast, and then when they're getting ready to be intimate, there's nothing there that's going to scare any man. So I think she needs to be honest and upfront, and then she'll eventually attract the right person. But yeah, this whole situation is just really sad. It's it's really, um, you know, the more I kind of looked into it, and I didn't realize it was so many people coming forward and saying that they want to detransition. Um, because like I said, it's suppressed. And I, and, I, and I also think that that's not right either, right? I think that they should show both sides. Imagine if they never showed the botched surgeries. Like no, nobody would say that that's okay. You've had women who've gotten breast implants and it's gotten them sick and, you know, they've had to have it removed. You got women who've gotten lipo and they died. We've heard all of those horror stories. And then you've had other women who've gotten breast implants and they love it and it's the best thing for them and it raised their self-esteem. You've got women who've gotten lipo and, you know, their body is snatched and they look good in their swimsuit. We got to be able to see both sides. But why is it when it comes to um, transition surgery, the only side they want to push is the happy transitioner? I think that's being willfully disingenuous. I think you have to show both sides. So that way, parents and young people can make the right decision for them. If you're thinking everything is, you know, uh, sunshine and roses, and you're not aware of the complications that could arise, 
then you're not making that decision based on full information. You're making it based on one-sided info. You're making it based on, oh, I'm watching this YouTuber and they're transitioning and everything's going good with them. And that's another thing I think that's another thing that's like kind of, um, how do I say it? that's kind of popularizing it, right? Because you have people on TikTok and YouTube and, you know, follow me as I transition into, you know, from a woman to a man and a man to a woman. And I, I think some of these people, they're not looking at it all the way through. It's more about living in the moment. I'm getting followers. I'm getting new attention. I'm getting people who are, you know, yes, girl, yes, yes. You know, I'm getting all this praise because again, in this day and age, it's not even about the money. The new currency is likes, that dopamine hit, people watching, people viewing. So a lot of people are jumping on this and they're making this whole transitioning a trend as opposed to it being a real medical procedure. And so once you go through that surgery and those likes and, and the follows and the sponsorships and the dopamine and all that stuff wears down, are you really comfortable what you see in the mirror? And I think that's how people really have to go into this. And again, um, I mean no disrespect. I have, you know, um, you know, I have all types of subscribers, right? And I have some who have transitioned and they're very satisfied and they're happy, you know what I'm saying, and bless them. Um, so this is not to disrespect anybody, but this is just me keeping it real. And I think there needs to be real conversations had, because if not, we're going to see more of this. Because again, when this young woman was transitioning, she was getting all this support and yes, go ahead and, and go through with it. And now she's done it. And she's realizing like, removing my breast, it didn't make me happy. Because again, Anything you do to yourself, I don't care if you're removing breasts, getting breast implants, you know, fixing your teeth, getting your nose done. At the end of the day, you can always fix the external, right? But it's all about what's in here. And if what's in here is still broken, if what's in here is still traumatized, if what's in here is still, you know, holding on to baggage and childhood trauma, you're not going to be able to enjoy the physical. So all of this and all of this has to get checked and dealt with. You know what I'm saying? Before those steps should even go forward. Because I, I just think that that's a really big deal. And especially when people were describing what can happen to some of the men who get the bottom surgery, you know, and some of the things that they go through. Like, I had no idea because that's not a rabbit hole I even go down. But I just had no idea that it could get that bad, you know, physically, you know, infections and just all types of stuff. So that, that's my only thing. The only thing I just say is that, you know, especially for my tea sippers, I just want everyone to be safe. And no matter what you choose to do with your body, just make sure that you are fully informed, you're fully aware, you understand the risk, and this is something that you really want to do. Not because it's a trend, not for followers, not because of pressure, but because it's something that you want to do. Because some of these surgeries, there's no going back. Um, I asked some people in the comment section, like, okay, well, if somebody, you know, gets their genitalia chopped off, like, how can they retransition? Like, what do they do? Like, are they able to attach another one? Out? Like, what happens? And from what I was told, there's nothing they can do. They're kind of just stuck like that. 
So I just think people need to like really, 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 really understand the seriousness of it. And I really wish the media would be more honest by showing both sides. You know, if we're going to show who's the, the young girl that was, I think, Jazz or something like that. I think her name was Jazz. She was like on the TLC channel. She was trans and she was changing from a little boy to a little girl. And she ended up having some pretty serious complications. You know, and I just think that they need to show both sides. So that way people can make like really, really fair assessments, especially when it comes to children. So that is Camille's story, y'all. Um, I wanted to share that with you guys. Let me go ahead and read a few more super chats here. Um, let's see. Nick, thank you for the 999. Appreciate you. Um Lauren says, have you seen all the videos and exposing and denouncing Greek organizations? Hashtag the dark side of the D9 would be a great dive. I haven't seen any of the, those videos, but I've, I've heard about, you know, the dark side of sororities and fraternities. Um, I don't know if I would do a deep dive on them, but I'm curious to see what the videos are about. Um, I've heard a wide range of things over the years about those different organizations. But I also know that those organizations, they don't play. Because I remember when VH1 tried to have a show with, you know, with the D9, like the girls who were trying to like pledge Delta and all that stuff. And those sororities went off. And then Wendy Williams tried to talk mess and then they dropped her sponsorships. So them sororities, they do not play at all. So I'm at to check some of those out, but thank you. Let's see here. Uh, Trixie Wilson sent $2, says, they don't want me to send you no super chats. YouTube stays hating, but thank you so much. It went through. I appreciate the support. Um, Aaron Moore sent $4.99, says, hey, Auntie, love you. Wanted to know what are your thoughts on the whole escape drama? Also, I'm finally a member. That's what's up. Um, I haven't been really keeping up with the escape drama like that. I've heard bits and pieces. Um, Latasha's husband supposedly knocked up some side chick. Then she came out and said that she was lying. Then she came back out this weekend and said, it's his baby. Child, I can't keep up. And then a lot of people are saying that she's getting ready to go solo and they feel away because Tamika's her sister and Tamika's riding with Tiny and Candy. It's a mess. It's a mess. I've been trying to keep up, but I, you know, Tamika, honey, that, that's my, my bootleg twin. I love me some Tamika. Um, I hope they end up working it all out. You know, I think maybe at this point in time, it might just end up being the three members. Because I just think Latasha is just wanting to do her own thing is what it seems like, you know. So we'll see. I just don't want them to mess up their legacy. You know, that's my only thing because Escape was one of my favorite groups. You know, Escape, Destiny's Child, TLC. So it's like, if we're not going to get all four of y'all and we're going to constantly get drama, I just prefer for them to just retire and leave it, leave, just leave everything back in the 90s. Because I don't know, it just seems like way more drama filled, but I'm, I'm very excited for their new show. So I am going to watch their new show once it comes on. I remember when they did like a, um, a show a few years ago when they were first coming back together and that show was good. It was full of drama, but it was good, you know, but I just, I don't want them to mess up their legacy. That's my only thing. Elizabeth, I said, Tamika uh, and TR Twins. Yeah, y'all done seen us together. She came to my event. Tamika is a sweetheart. Um, so she was at the tea event. So a lot of the tea sippers got a chance to meet Tamika. Um, see, I just don't want them to ruin their legacy because they worked hard. 
And so I don't want it to be ruined and left like, oh, Escape is not getting along. They broken up again. So hopefully they can figure out and fix whatever issues that they're having internally. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Laben, Laben, oh God, Labendicia, Labendicia. I don't know if I said that right. I'm sorry. Says, I gave up on society when you had to start telling people not to tattoo their own eyeballs and they're going to have the nerve to cry, literally tattoo tears and start a sorry ass go from me. Rest in peace. Common sense. Yes. We're going to talk about the tattoo eyeball situation. So give me just a moment. Thank you so much for the super chat. Love. Uh, crazy. Banana ST says, love you, T. Finally caught alive and finally did a super chat. Hit the like button, y'all. Yes, y'all. Please hit that like button. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Stop the Cat says, just here to get my grit money, Miss T. I'll catch the playback. Chat, please hit the like button. Thank you so much, Stop the Cat. Appreciate you. Uh, Yolanda Drinker says, hey, sis, sending love. I appreciate what you do. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Thank you for the super chat. Abby Breaker says, hey, T, just wanted to pop in and say, hey, P.S., I'm in IT school currently. Please pray. Good luck with everything. IT school is no joke, but once you are done, you are guaranteed to make good money and there will always be a job waiting. So good luck with everything. Um, So we got to talk about this situation. I've been on here already an hour. Child, time be flying. It don't even seem like it. So a lot of people were tagging me on this story Child. because if you guys remember a few years ago i had did a video about a model she came out she had tattooed her eyes purple and so she wanted to like warn people she went on this hobo tour yeah i'm let me show you the picture child she went on a whole hobo tour i just want to warn others and i'm like bitch we don't need no warning because people you know we have common sense like when did this start becoming a trend so she wanted to warn people and I wasn't here for her warning. We don't need a warning from you. So she thought this was back in 2017. Y'all remember her. Um, her name was uh, Kat G Gallinger, beautiful model, but wanted to tattoo her eyes purple. Um, she was upset. The tattoo artist, he felt no ways. He said he'd done it before. Oh, well, if, if your eye got infected, that's on you. So again, you got people who done did this foolishness and they had no legal recourse because you know they signed waivers. Um, but that was her eye. It was infected. Um, she said it wasn't her fault. She researched injecting the procedure over the past few weeks and believed that Brown had done it incorrectly. So you go into a tattoo shop, you allow them to put purple dye in your eye. It gets infected, but it's not your fault. It's your fault for being foolish. I don't know if he did a good job or not, because that's not a risk I'm willing to take. So she's been out here crying tattoo tears since 2017. Talked about this years ago. Well, now we have a woman who's now one up her, And this is a black woman. This blew my mind. A black woman. Now she claims she's a lawyer. I, I don't know who she's defending or what, what law school she got her law degree in. But this woman claims she's a lawyer. And uh, this is her. Who would, who, who? I'm on trial for my life. 
Let me decide. My girl ghost are the girl with the one purple eye, blue eye, face tattoos, pink eyebrows, pink hair. I think I'll stick with the other lawyer. Anyways, so she done tattooed her eyes, looking for attention. She's 32 years old. She's from Belfast. And now she's warning people. She did this in 2020. Okay, this lawyer. She calls herself a lawyer, not me. So she did this in 2020. Um, she's into body modification. And this is what she's currently looking like in 2022. I'm sorry, I have absolutely no sympathy. Sorry, I just don't. Um, this is just gruesome. This is gruesome. Am I on screen? Is it clocking? Okay, it's, I'm, okay, I see myself now. This is what she looked like before. She looked just fine before. But again, the attention seeking. And she has a child. Her daughter is so beautiful, too. She has a child. And this is who she was mirroring herself after. Because, again, we live in a society of monkey see, monkey do. Now, this normal, cute little, you know, model, Amber Luke, you know, cute little uh, white girl, you know, she wasn't getting enough attention just being a cute little blonde. She then had to do this whole body modifying thing. And she ended up tattooing her eyeballs blue. So this is who this black woman who's supposedly a lawyer, was mirroring herself after. This was her, some type of, you know, her shiro. Let me play y'all this video. Oh, you know, y'all might not be able to hear the video. Well, y'all can watch it. Y'all see that? Ugh. Let's see. I'm gonna see if she talks. If she does, I'm gonna play it on a different screen. It's not even playing. It's just clock. Oh, there she is. It's just clocking. But anyways, she also split her tongue. So she has a split tongue. Oh, God. Her eyes infected here. You can see all the crusties. Oh, my gosh. And then this is, oh, God. Let me. These people just scare me, child. Let me go, child. What in the? What in the damn hell? What in the Sam hell is going on here? Come on, these are grown folks. Like, these aren't even like, I can see they were like, you know, teenagers who just, you know, I just want to rebel. I can get the 15 year old. These are grown, she's 32. So let me, I'm gonna pull it up in, an, in my other screen here. So y'all can hear the audio. Let's, let's listen to what some of these folks are saying. Give me just a second here. Pull it up on Chrome. Chrome tab. Okay, let's see what this one is saying here. This, this is the one that's inspiring all the all the young girls. Let's see if it plays. I don't know. We definitely have um, about two hundred fifty thousand Australian dollars of work. Wow. Wow. Yes, but um, it's an investment and it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, you've been very open with your mental health journey, uh, and. And, and why getting tattooed and modifying your... Okay. Let me go back to what she was saying, what, what she was doing with her daughter. Let's play this video real quick. Or will it play? I think it's muted. Oh, there's no audio on this. I thought there was audio. Oh, here she goes. really bad allergic reaction to the ink. 
taken my eyeballs I had to stay in hospital for a week and actually mm -hmm. got a steroid tablet and steroid drops and the drops had taken some of the ink out. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> my face was like, what the hell? I guess, child, to each his own. You know, my, my issue is this, right? Everybody's grown, so people are gonna do what they wanna do to their body. My issue is your eyes are a blessing. Do you know how much of a blessing it is to be able to see? Once the eyeball was penetrated I, with the ink, it on. felt like he grabbed 10. Oh, this is somebody describing it just pop. Oh, that's on BTB. I don't wanna play that audio, they'll, they'll copyright it. They stay copywriting stuff. Um, Like I was saying, to have, Two sets of healthy eyes is such a blessing. You know how many people out here who are born blind or who lose their eyesight or who've had to have, you know, surgery or had an accident or they got a glass eye. Like people take for granted just the basics of just the human anatomy, right? Having two good eyes, you know, having hearing. Um, there's a young man that I ended up following. I, I was strolling on Instagram one day and he's deaf. And he was dancing and I was kind of shocked because, you know, I had learned, you know, from a few other people that even though deaf people can't hear music, they can feel it. And he's a really dope dancer. And so he's just really been educating me on, you know, deaf people and sign language and how some deaf people got shot because they were signing and people thought they were throwing up gang signs. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing. So, you know, it's just made me really appreciate just, you know, the small things, like just being able to hear, you know, listening to music you know, walking across the street and being able to listen for cars. So when I see people purposely doing this to themselves, it's, it's sad. You know, I mean, I don't care about the tattoos. You know, people tattoo themselves every which way, but why mess with your eyes? And especially being that it's been so many cases of people who've gotten, you know, tattoo ink in their eyes and they've had severe reactions. They've gone blind. Like this has been going on for years. So I don't understand why there's still people doing this. And then they want to, you know, once it doesn't work out, now they want to give us warnings. We don't need this warning. We could have told you that shit before you ran to go do it. I don't need you to warn me. That's common sense. I barely like putting eye drops in my eyes. I'll be damned if I sit there and let somebody tattoo my eyeball. Like this is insane. It, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. And it's just like, again, I look at when people do stuff like this, it's just simply for attention. You know, let me see, you know, let me make myself look so different and crazy and, you know, so people will look at me, but then in the same breath cry that you don't like when people look at you. But then why are you getting stuff done if you don't want people to look at you? Why are you splitting your tongue and getting all these tattoos and, you know, getting, um, what are them things, those implants that they put in their foreheads and just all that weird stuff. And then they get mad, be on Instagram, cussing folks out. I get tired of people staring at me. Maybe if you didn't have, you know, uh, your whole face tattered like a lizard and a split tongue, nobody would look at you. You know, I, I just, I feel no ways about this lady. I'm sorry. Be grateful. Yes, Marquis, and two good hands, right? And two good shoulders and good knees and hips. You know, people just take stuff for granted. It is not, it's not a joke. And I just, I'm, I'm sad that she's going through that. But then again, can I feel bad for her? She put herself in that situation.
She better hope that, you know, her, her eyesight gets fully restored. She's over here talking about, well, you know, the treatment got rid of some of the dye. You should be happy the treatment took some of that dye out. And hopefully she won't go and get a retouch. <laughs> Folks are a mess, man. That that should be a blessing. You should you should understand how much of a blessing that is that you can see and that you can hear and that you can, you know, that you have your senses because there's somebody out here right now who cannot see. You know what I'm saying? I had subscribers. Like, I didn't even have blind subscribers. I'm like, well, how are y'all able to watch me if you... And then they explained to me, because I guess I don't know. So I always like to get educated. They said, no, we don't watch. We listen to you. Um, we hear your voice. But yeah, I have blind people who watch me. I never knew that to the blind stripper. She was a whole tea sipper. I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, I watch you all the time. I'm like, how? And then she just started telling me. It's like a whole relay thing. And so she can hear my voice. So, you know, that, yeah, there's blind tea sippers who, who watch me. So I, I'm sure they would give anything, you know, to be able to see, you know, at least one time. So I, I just don't like this. I don't like this at all. Be grateful. Um, yeah, the blind stripper. Yeah, I remember her from Florida. I loved her. I loved her tenacity because she didn't give a damn. She was in that strip club with that cane, feeling for the pole and shit. So as she touched that pole, she jumped up there. I said, I know that's right. She said, I'm not going to let my disability stop me. She was getting her money. She said she wasn't making no money like that off of disability. So she started stripping. And she was and she was uh, ready to beat anybody ass. That's how she went viral. She was cussing out the other strippers. <laughs> there was, she had that cane. She was like, and you, y'all not going to be playing with me. She had me cracking up. Like, I, I love her. I love her. She's about her money, okay? So that's what I'm saying is that um, at the end of the day, we have to appreciate what we have because your health, is your wealth. And if you don't have that, you don't have anything. Money don't matter. The clothes, all that stuff don't matter. Your health is your biggest thing. And people need to stop messing with their health just for views and for attention. It's it's crazy. So yeah. Let's see here. Um MN Soap said, Miss T, I've been watching you for 10 years. Love you and your integrity. Let's get married. Are you proposing to me on live? Okay. Is MN from Minnesota? Are you in the Twin Cities? How you doing? <laughs> Y'all are such a mess. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. On that note, let me see. Oh yeah, we got to talk about Nia Long. We're going to hit on that story before I go here. Um, Nia Long and Ime Udoku, uh, Udoka. They have broken up after 13 years. So this is all over the blog. Y'all laughing at me? Uh-uh, y'all not gonna be putting trucks in the chat talking about where's Agent Matt? Uh-uh, y'all are a mess. Agent Matt is around here somewhere. Shout out to Agent Matt. He's been busy. He's been on the road and stuff. <laughs> um, so let me go ahead and play y'all this video about Neil Long. Now, the thing that's really kind of crazy with this whole situation concerning Nia and Ime is the fact that they have been together for 13 years. They've been engaged for about seven. And this is why I always say, don't let people play with your time. We're not getting younger, okay? Time moves forward, okay? There is no quantum whim for us. You have to move forward. So, you know, these long engagements, remember when Jennifer Hudson had the nerve, her and, and David engaged for 10 years? Like, you're going to either shit or get off the pot, okay? And that goes for the person in the chat. Don't be trying to propose to me. 
via chat. I'm not going to be waiting here another 10 years. Okay. But yeah, like, you know, this is a shame. Like she, she was engaged to this man for seven years. Now people saying that Neil was the one who didn't want to get married and all that stuff. But if you're not even wanting to marry the person that you're engaged to, at some point in time, there's a there's a breakdown in the relationship. And I think the disrespect that he showed her to me was just, it was just, it was sad because Neil Long is so unproblematic. You never, I mean, she's been in the game for years. You never hear any mess about her. She don't have a, you know, a August Alcina on the side. Okay. She's been living her best life being a mother and a wife. And for Ime to just, you know, basically disrespect her is disgusting. So let me go ahead and um play this video here. Give me just a second to pull this up. Because they have made it official at this point that they are breaking up. Ime Ludoka are going their separate ways. E.T. confirms the couple have officially split following months of speculation about their relationship status. He's a coach in the NBA. How do you guys work everything out? A lot of patience. Nia and Ime were together for 13 years, and they share 11-year-old son, Kez. And the news comes as they navigate the fallout of the NBA coach's cheating scandal. Back in September, their relationship was thrown into the spotlight. The investigation had some twists and turns and took some time to develop all that. Ime was accused of engaging in a consensual relationship with a female member of the Boston Celtics staff, breaking the franchise's code of conduct. We will make a determination at a later time uh, about Ime's future uh, with us. In the end, he was suspended for the entire season. Ime offered a public apology. Quote, I am sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation and I accept the team's decision. He added, quote, I want to apologize to our players, fans, the entire Celtics organization, and my family for letting them down. And I think we have to ask ourselves, are we a part of the problem or are we a part of the solution? And Nia, she broke her silence by sharing this cryptic clip to Instagram. As that light that you see, you know you see the happiness, but understand one thing about that light that they got. They had to go into the darkness to get it. Nia later told E.T. in a statement, quote, the outpouring of love and support from family, friends, and the community during this difficult time means so much to me. Above all, I am a mother and will continue to focus on my children. Everybody has to define their relationship for themselves, especially when you're both working and you have busy schedules. Fast forward over two months later, Nia slamming the Boston Celtics. Speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, the actress says the most heartbreaking moment came when she saw Kez's face. After the basketball team's president, as Mia puts it, quote, decided to make a very private situation public. And to escape the media blitz, Mia reveals she took Kes out of school. Quote, it was devastating. He still has moments where it's not easy for him. You can be a working mom, be there for your kids, and still be the artist that you are. Mia also says she's leaving Boston to move to L.A. with Kes and Masai her son from a previous relationship. Women are super women, but we also have to recharge our batteries. I've learned, especially in this COVID time, to really examine how I'm balancing my work, home, life in a different way. And amid the scandal, Mia claims no one from the Celtics has ever called, called to see if I'm okay, to see if my children are okay. It's very disappointing. Okay, let me come on this screen here. 
So I, I, I'm kind of disappointed even with his apology. He apologized first to, you know, his teammates, you know, the other staff, uh, the Boston Celtics, the fans, the mascot, uh, the parking attendant, the trash man, the janitor. Why was Nia last? Why was his his fiance of seven years, you know, his baby's mother, his his girlfriend, why was she last? You know, I just, I, I find the whole situation just insulting. And then you had a lot of people excusing this, like, oh, well, you know, everybody cheats. Well, yeah, a lot of people do cheat. Let's keep that real. Um, especially, you know, in those high profile jobs. But it's like everybody had an excuse for, a lot of people had excuses for him. Well, what about the other coaches? What about such and such? What about this? Well, no, we're not talking about all of them. We're talking about him right now, okay? He's the one who got caught up. Somebody snitched on him. I don't understand why they're protecting the Becky. I do agree with that. If this is consenting and they're both adults, why is she being protected? They both should be out here shamed. You know what I'm saying? Now, a lot of people were saying that uh, Nia Long, that the Boston Celtics, that it's not their job to reach out to her. They don't owe her any type of explanation. She better take it up with her, you know, with her man or whatever. But let me explain something to you. The Boston Celtics, somebody should have reached out to her because they had no problem blasting this mess out publicly, right, to publicly embarrass her and her family and her children. The least they could have did was reach out to her before even going public or at least checking on her. Because what folks don't understand, when you're married to somebody who works for the organization for the franchise, a lot of y'all don't know this because your man is a fry cook. So if he gets fired, it's no big deal. Um, if y'all decide to leave and move across town, it's not a big deal, right? When you are partnered with somebody in an organization like the NFL, NBA, it is a big family dynamic. If they call him tomorrow and say, hey, we're trading you from Boston to Chicago or LA, he has no choice but to up and leave. A lot of times they have to uproot their life as the wife. The kids have to uproot their school, teachers, everything. It is a big family organization. So if they can call to say, hey, we're going to have him coaching in San Antonio next year. You need to start making, you know what I'm saying, plans to move, find a home, find a realtor, sell this home. They could have just as easily called her to let her know about this. And that's what she's saying. But people don't understand that because they don't understand the dynamics. Just because your man and his boss have no type of relationship, it's very different for these franchises. Because at any time, these families are uprooted with either the athletes, the coaches, the staff. So they, they did. They owed her better. They owed her better. She's been a part of that organization for years. And I'm pretty sure she knew the lady. Lady probably smiled in her face. You know, just like with TJ Holmes, it came out later on that his wife and what's the, the Amy, they were cool. They knew each other. Their kids were on play dates. TJ Holmes was cool with Andrew Shue. They took pictures together. They all like double dated and kicked it. Like what kind of trifling stuff is that? You're in my face, you're setting up play dates, but you're sucking my husband's peen on the side. Make it make sense. See, at that point, now we're going to have to fight. I'm sorry. At that point, the rock nation in me is about to come out. It's one thing if he's cheating with the, you know, the, the side chick on the street and I don't know her personally. 
never met her. But the fact that this woman has been in my home, my kids done play with her kids. We done double dated. We done like TJ, you trifling as hell. Super trifling. So yeah, I don't I don't feel bad for Ime at all. I'm glad that Nia Long has finally decided to stop being a a, a <laughs> what is that called? A struggling fiance. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth it. Don't let somebody waste your time for seven years. He wasn't serious. He wanted to have his cake and eat it too. So I, I think, you know, at this point, she was better off moving on and hopefully she'll find somebody who wants to be with her for her and not just as a status symbol. Because I feel like that's why he was really with her because it looked good. It was a black love, power couple. You know, Neil Long is a very famous actress. She's beautiful. You know, it was a good look for him, you know? And sometimes for people, it's about a good look in public. But behind the scenes, it's a whole bunch of fuckery going on. So good luck to, uh, to Nia. Good luck to her on that. Now, before I go, because I've been on here for an hour and 20 minutes, um, we're going to talk about this real quick. Now, for all the people who've been making excuses for Nicholas Cannon, all the mush mouths who have said, oh, he can have all the kids he wants because he has money, he's rich, kids don't need anything besides shelter and food. Well, looks like Mariah Carey is feeling a way about him and all these kids that he keeps out here, you know, that he's having constantly. Um, Radar Online is reporting this, that Mariah Carey is tired of Nick Cannon's antics. The fact that he's just, you know, just having all these children and now her children are being neglected. Remember all the mush mouths swarping down, you know, good old dickless cannon. You might have a big dick, but that don't mean anything, okay? That's just something sexual. Just because, you know, you big dick Nick. Um, you have to be able to do more than just spread your seed freely around the universe, sir. Okay? You need to spend time with your children. So Big Nick Nick. <laughs> and as a loyal lamb, y'all know, honey, I'm Team Mariah. Okay. As a loyal lamb, I'm very disappointed that Queen Mariah is even, you know, attached to this fuckery. Okay. This fuckery will not destroy Mariah's legacy in Jesus' name. Okay. So now. <laughs> So Mariah's out here. She says she wants Nick Cannon, <coughs> excuse me, to carve out more time for their twins as the Wallen outhost keeps daddy duties with baby number 11. Okay. So let's see him. Right. Carrie knows her ex Nick Cannon has his hand full with baby number 11, but she wants the hardworking mass singer host to carve out more time to spend with their twins. Insiders claim that Mariah Carey has asked Nick Cannon to make sure that Moroccan and Monroe are still getting to see their dad as much as possible. Nick thinks it's crazy, it's crazy, wonderful thing having all these kids, said a source, claiming Nick Cannon is, is prepared to keep up with his busy schedule due to the needs of his growing family. According to the insider, he is not, he is not only working a lot, but also splitting his time between all of his kids. Okay. Um, 
look at this. I don't even know who this right. This is the first comment. Well, whose fault really is that, Mariah? So wait, Mr. Red Bear, you're mad at Mariah? You see how they do this? You see how they twist stuff? So now Queen Mariah is at fault for Nicholas Cannon's antics. Do you realize that Mariah didn't just get here? These twins are not new. Mariah's twins are damn near teenagers. Those kids were there first. Like, what are you, what? Why is he mad at Mariah? She was the first baby mother and not a baby mother. She was a wife. That was their first set of kids together. How's she at fault? Maybe he has Mariah mixed up with one of the other people, child, because you know he got like four sets of twins, honey. Some shit, like he got a bunch of twins. He got a few twins, you know, by I think like two. Maybe he's thinking about the other baby mama, but we're not going to, we're not, don't know. We're not going to slander Mariah. Mariah ain't got nothing to do with this foolishness. She was first. But again, I've been saying this from day one, that I don't care how much money Nicholas Cannon has, okay? Money does not equate time. Cutting a check, or just, you know, sending child support or FaceTiming, that's not the same. And like I said, as these kids get older, it's going to be more and more complicated for him to share his time. He's already slipping and half his kids are under the age of three. OK, he's already not able to be there with the older children and the older children. Let's work. They can change their own damn diaper. They can feed themselves. They can, you know, you can basically just send them off for a bit and get a break. It's the babies that need even more attention. So if he can't even, you know, carve out time for the older ones who are old enough to, you know what I'm saying, bathe and, 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 and feed themselves, there's no way he's carving out time for these little, little ones who actually need help, who actually need their diapers changed and bottle feedings and everything else. And I, I just, I don't know. It's just really disappointing because Nick Cannon you know, especially growing up, like he was, he was dope. You know, people call him corny and all that stuff, but I've always liked Nick Cannon. He was a hustler. You know, he did his thing. He was always in these little movies and he was just like that nice guy. And just to see him like in this situation is just weird. I would have never thought growing up that Nick Cannon would have like a whole bunch of damn kids by different women. And you know, Queen Mariah's out here talking about she's upset. He's not seeing her twins. It's insane. But people excuse this. And they kept saying it's because he has money. Mariah has money and Nick has money. And that means what? That does not negate time. That does not negate being there. Especially if these kids are in activities like, you know, basketball, hockey, soccer, cheerleading. Kids want to look up and see their parents are in the stand. They want to look up and see their mom and dad cheering them on, you know? And he, he he can't do that. There's no way he can physically be in that many households at one time. And I, I think it's sad. And again, I've never put all the blame on Nick. I also put the blame on the women who are sitting here. You know, they're, they're not thinking beyond their own financial situations. They're trying to be attached to some type of fame that he has. But they're not thinking of how this is going to affect the kids, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years from now with them not having him in the household. So I just think the whole situation is sad. Somebody said a 12th baby's on the way. I, at this point, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I would not be surprised if this man gets to 20 kids at this point. Why stop now? You might as well keep going. Somebody said it's nothing but dusty energy. 
It is. Y'all heard that he's um in the hospital. And that's even worse. He's in the hospital sick, so now he really ain't seeing them kids. I don't know. I just think he just got too much going on. It's just at this point, he needs to focus on his health. He needs to stop having all these kids. Because obviously now him having all these kids are affecting the kids who have been here, who are used to a certain schedule and a certain time with their father that they're no longer getting. And that's not okay. So let me go ahead and read a few more um, super chats here. Uh, 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 Kiana says, hey, T, I restarted the live. I didn't want to miss anything. I died when you said calm down horses. Hashtag Meg. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Tiffany says, I think if I ever had been brought out to public, she would have forgiven him and stayed. Oh, you're talking about Neil Long? You know what? Maybe, you know, but, you know, maybe she's known about past, you know, in, you know, discretions that he's had before and she stayed because remember when TJ Holmes was posting that 10 year anniversary letter to his wife, you could tell he'd been caught up in a bunch of shit. Because the way he was talking, you can tell she's probably dealt with infidelity with him several times. That's why he was surprised that she was still standing by his side. So, yeah, I think if it didn't go public, Nia probably would have stayed. But, you know, once something is public like that and everybody's judging and they have an opinion, at that point, it makes it harder to stay in that situation because he publicly embarrassed her. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Trixie Wilson sent 10 says, my vision slash sight has gotten bad from diabetes. I would give anything to have good eyesight. Again, especially being a new glamour of a preemie baby girl. I love you, T. You're the best to ever do this. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your story. Because I think a lot of people take, you know, basics for granted. You know, health, eyesight, hearing, you know, being able to use your fingers and toes. People take a lot of things for granted. And so when I see people like purposely mutilating themselves in that manner, I I'm sorry, I'm, I just, it, it, it's just, I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with my spirit. Because there's people, like you said, who would give anything to be able to see again. So thank you so much. I appreciate you coming through, sis. Um, Sky Simone says, any thoughts on the 18-year-old mayor? Yes. Um, we, if y'all haven't seen this, when I first seen his picture, I didn't even see his age. I just seen the picture. I didn't even read the caption. I'm like, whose son is this? And then when I read that he was an 18-year-old mayor, I was like, Wow. Let me show y'all this. I have not seen him. He is now the new mayor in Arkansas. Um, he, be, he has become America's youngest black mayor in U.S. history. Um, the citizens of Earl, Arkansas, elected an 18-year-old Jalen Smith to be mayor, making him the youngest black mayor. Um, according to Fox 13, both voters casted their ballots for the next mayor in the runoff election on Tuesday. Smith's opponent, Nemi Matthews, lost the race with Smith connect, collecting 139 votes compared to his um, 218, Earl, Arkansas, <clears throat> hosts roughly 2,000 people and is located 30 minutes outside of Memphis. The small town is home to Matthews, who is the superintendent of Earl and has worked for more than four decades in the area, leaving him with years of experience compared to Smith. Matthews congratulated Smith on the win and thanked his supporters on Facebook. <laughs> imagine losing to an 18 year old kid you know but i'm not mad at him i find it very interesting 
Um, when I was 18, I damn sure wasn't running for mayor. But I, I think it's I think it's good. I think I think he'll bring some fresh ideas to the table. I think sometimes we knock young people and we feel like, you know, their thoughts and their ideas are not valid because of their age, because they're young. But I think at this point in time, what does this tiny town have to lose? And they got to be tiny because he's not going to be the mayor of Memphis. Let's keep that real. Okay, this tiny town has nothing to lose. So why not vote for the 18-year-old? You know, he might bring the change that is needed. Because sometimes a lot of people feel like because somebody's old, they have all this wisdom. Have y'all seen old man Joe? He doesn't know if he's coming or going. Nothing he says makes sense. So at this point, what does this tiny town have to lose? We have the oldest president right now, right now, you know, in office. And I, I, do, I don't feel secure. I don't feel safe. I, I, don't, I feel nothing at this point. So kudos to this young man. Maybe we should elect the 18 year old president at this point. What, what do we have to lose, America? <laughs> I don't know. I, I love it. I love it. I'm definitely, I want to keep up with the story and see like what changes he brings to the community, you know, what he ends up doing. But I think it's dope. And I think that one, it's a positive story. He's a young black man. And it's showing that young black people are getting very much involved in politics and that they're interested in things like this. So I love to see it. Because usually when we see 18-year-old black men in the media, uh, you know, the media is always showing them, you know, either getting arrested or they're about to be a rapper. They got a new album. Well, this is a young man who's going and starting his political route. So I think that's dope. And I think it might encourage more young people to get into politics younger. So kudos to this tiny town. You know, I can't wait to see what he brings. Um, I, I think... Yeah, I think it's awesome because I think for the most part, most 18 year olds, when you're 18, you're just worried about partying, kicking it, hanging out with friends. So the fact that he decided to get into politics and actually run and actually win is dope. So congratulations to this young man. I'm here for it. I, Lala said, not tiny town. I'm just saying, y'all, let's keep it real. We know damn well it's a tiny town. <laughs> We're not... <laughs> We're not going to add he's a mayor of Little Rock, Arkansas, okay? He's a mayor of a tiny town, and that's okay. You know, I don't even think he would have made the ballot if this was Little Rock, Arkansas. So he has to start small, right? So he's the mayor of this tiny town. So, you know, let him be the mayor. And you never know, four years from now, he might build up enough clout, have changed this town around to where he can then run for an even bigger city. 10 years from now, he might be able to run for Senate. You just never know. So you got to start small. I'm not mad. But we're going to call it what it is, a tiny town. We're not, we're dealing facts around these parts. Most of y'all ain't never heard of Earl because I ain't never heard of Earl. <laughs> Who is it? Earl, Arkansas? Yeah, I've never heard of Earl. But he's the mayor. He is the mayor of Earl, Arkansas. I love it. Let us see it. Yeah, people are like, it's tight. Yeah, it's not Miami. But it's something though. No, I think I think it's something. I think this is gonna be a good start for his political career. Now, before I leave, we gotta talk about y'all stealing shit. Y'all won't stop stealing shit and it's starting to affect all of us, okay? Y'all are going into CVS's. Y'all are going into Walmart. Just help yourselves, y'all. Everybody has seen the videos of people just running in deep, just stealing shit, just shopping and stealing as they go. Well, now Walmart 
ain't playing no more with y'all. They said, if y'all don't stop stealing their shit, they're going to start shutting down Walmart. They're going to start raising prices. A lot of star, uh, stores are being affected, Target too. So they're implementing a bunch of stuff right now. So let me go ahead and share this with y'all. They're not playing no more. So y'all going to keep stealing their shit. Walmart CEO says they'll have to start raising prices or even close some stores. Eyewitness News reporter Marco Robles live in Porter Ranch with the details on that. Mark. Yeah, John, good morning. Theft, of course, is nothing new. But the real issue here, the increase is in organized retail theft when a large group goes into a store to take a lot of merchandise all at once and leave in a hurry. And that's happening at stores like Walmart. The CEO speaking out yesterday on this issue in an interview saying that these thefts could lead to prices going up, as you mentioned, even store closures. He indicated that that could be the case if prosecutors continue to have a lax approach to these shoplifting crimes. The CEO saying each store location has security measures in place. The other part of the equation is partnering with local law enforcement to hopefully correct this over time. This news from Walmart follows statewide efforts to tackle the issue. A retail crime task force with the California Highway Patrol has increased their presence at shopping centers this holiday shopping season to heighten visibility and make arrests. And that task force has had success since its inception. The task force has recovered merchandise valued at nearly $26 million. This video released yesterday by the LAPD shows that this isn't a Walmart issue. Back out live, rival stores like Target also seeing a major increase in retail theft this year recently reporting $400 million more in losses this year compared to last year. With retail thefts on the rise, Walmart CEO says they'll have... Okay, so let me come back on the screen here. <clears throat> now, that that particular Walmart that's in Porter Ranch, that's in the Valley. Um, I used to live near there when I lived in the Valley um, in Canoga Park. And that's a really nice Walmart. Like, I mean, that's like the little, you know, the, the bougie Walmart in the Valley. I'm, I'm, I ran into, who was that? Corrupt. Just walking down the aisle, looking for some beans. And I'm looking, and you know, I'm you know, pushing my cart, and I looked down the aisle, I was like, is that corrupt? You know me. I, I came right behind him in the next, I was like, are you corrupt? He was like, yeah. I was like, hi. <laughs> I had a whole, we sat in there talking for like 20 minutes. He was so cool. He was there with his son, the one that he has by Natina, introduced me to the son. His oldest son was playing basketball at the time. Oh, we had a good old conversation at that damn Porter Ranch uh, Walmart. So lots of good memories watching that. So I didn't know y'all was in Porter Ranch while or not. That's a very ritzy area um, in Cali. Yeah, corrupt. We just both happened to be shopping. There was just so funny. And I just, you know, I have no shame. I was like, hey, how have you been? And, you know, I was telling me, and I was like, I moved up here from Minnesota. He's like, I've been in Minnesota one time. It was cold up there. I said, yeah, it is cold up there. <laughs> well, he was so nice. He was super nice. But, um, yeah, it's, it's getting really bad with the, with the retail theft. And, you know, let's keep it real. The economy is getting worse. Prices are going up. And you have a lot of people who are desperate. While some people are doing this, you know, for greed to, you know, flip it on eBay or sell stuff on the street. Some people are actually stealing food because they don't have food. Um, it, it's so bad right now in the UK. We had did a story last week that they are putting metal detectors, like, you know, the little spider things um, that they put like on video games and, um, you know, things like that for theft. They're putting those spider 
uh, theft prevention things on meat, cheeses, drinks. It's gotten that bad with people, you know, going in and just stealing food to try and feed their families. So, y'all, like I've been telling y'all for the past two years, you have to stock up. You got to stock up. Everybody should have boxes of rice, beans, because it's only going to go up even more and more with inflation. So it's, it's really sad. It's really sad what's going on and people taking advantage. Um, people are sending me super chats about uh, Wendy Williams' husband. Let me see. Looks like she just posted something. Oh. Her son was evicted from his Miami apartment. Child, what is going on with Wendy? So what is, let me, let me Google Kevin Hunter and see what he want. I thought he was living his best life with Sharina, the new baby off of Wendy's money. Did y'all keep bringing up his name? What'd he do? So the junior is about to be put out of an apartment, but what about the senior? Let me put in senior and see what comes up. He is facing financial problems over Miss Alimony. Uh-uh. Hold up. How's he facing? So Kevin just said he wasn't going to work no more. He's just going to live off of his ex-wife. Oh, hell no. We're going to read this together. Thank y'all for the super chats. We're going we're gonna to read this before I go. Um... Let me read this other one. Somebody wrote something about transitions. Uh, Tori Keek said, 499 says, trans surgeries are never performed on minors. Plastic surgeons are just doing their job. That's on her completely for getting rid of her breasts. Now, I've heard otherwise because I remember there was an audio that went viral and we had posted a while back where people were calling. It was a particular clinic and they were willing to do surgeries on minors. Now, do I think that, you know, surgeries on minors are really popular? No, I don't think they're being done in abundance, but they are being done low key. Because I remember that was a really big story that went viral. But yeah, as far as this woman, like I said, she was grown. So I don't think she's going to have a case because when you go under any surgery, there are so many waivers that you have to sign, even when it's like medically needed surgeries, you have to sign waivers. You know what I'm saying? So let me go ahead and um, show y'all this Kevin Hunter story. Give me just a second here. Y'all are teaching me something new because I had no idea he was even back in the news. I know the son was. Oh, look at the shady. Uh, look at the shady uh, thing. They said his well has run dry. Okay, so... Kevin Hunter Sr., the ex-husband of Wendy Williams, has claimed that he's behind on his bills due to lack of alimony payments from his ex-wife, according to The Sun. The outlet reported that Hunter's court filings claim that he has not received any alimony payments from Williams since February. Williams was placed under financial guardianship early this year after her bank suspected she was suffering from financial exploitation, dementia, 
an undue influence. Her accounts were frozen. Wendy also recently spent time at a rehab facility in Malibu for substance abuse. Hunter requested that the court ordered the 58-year-old's guardian to make payments as contractually required under the, S under the MSA and the severance agreement. Hunter also said that the court filings said in the court filings that he had fallen behind on his bills and added that he would soon be facing foreclosure. What? He says, I have fallen behind on most of my bills. I currently live in a community that requires payments to the homeowners association and I'm behind on that bill. He said, if the homeowners association fee is not paid, foreclosure will soon follow. My, my car insurance hasn't been paid as a result of not receiving monthly severance payments. I'm behind on credit card payments because I have no money since the severance payments are suspended, he continued. My life has been, gratefully, has been greatly affected since the plaintiff stopped making payments under our settlement agreement. According to Williams' attorney, Hunter is no longer entitled to alimony payments after her talk show, The Wendy Williams Show, was canceled per the former couple's divorce agreement. On October 15, 2021, plaintiff was informed by the, by the talk Wendy Williams that her contract was being suspended and that no compensation shall accrue or be payable to the plaintiff for the duration of the plaintiff's disability and incapacity, wrote the attorney. This is sad. This is so sad. Mm. So now there's also something going on with her son. So let me pull that up. Her legacy is just being tarnished and it's, ugh. This is sad. I didn't expect it to go out like that. Okay, let me show y'all this. So now this is what's going on with Kevin Hunter Sr. They just posted this on Instagram. Um, Wendy Williams' son was evicted from his $2 million apartment in Miami after he failed to pay $70,000 in rent? Kevin Hunter Jr. was hit with an eviction lawsuit in August after failing to pay monthly rent since February. Documents obtained by Page Six revealed the complaint includes a copy of Hunter's lease, which shows Williams paid hundred dollars up front for the first year for the apartment. Hunter's response, which was filed about two weeks later, owns up to the failed rent and explains that he was unable to pay it because his famed mother went through some health issues that resulted in her finances being placed under the court's control. All of this happened suddenly. All the financial support that she always gave me stopped, including my housing, the 22-year-old wrote. This is disturbing. And maybe this is above my pay grade, I don't know. But her son is 22. Her son is the same. My son will be 22 in a month. So about the same age. The father's in his, you know, damn near late 50s, 60s. I'm confused. It's almost like Wendy's not even a person to them. Like that's your mother. This is your ex-wife who put you in a position to even be able to live the grandiose life that both of y'all are living. So once her health became, you know, started deteriorating and they were freezing her accounts, 
why are you guys not trying to take the burden off of her? Wendy was clearly willing to give them the shirt off her back, even though Kevin cheated, had a side baby. She was still willing to give him money, you know, spousal support. And I'm not saying that Kevin didn't deserve any money because like I've been telling y'all from day one, Kevin was an intricate part of getting her that Wendy Williams show, getting it on the air, getting it on YouTube. He played a big role behind the scenes. So I'll never say that he didn't deserve anything. But at what point in time was Kevin going to save his own chips and start working on getting his own income? So they were just going to just keep milking the cow as if this money was just going to keep flowing forever, knowing that she's dealing with health issues. Her show was canceled. At what point in time are Kevin Jr. and Sr. going to go out and get a job? Why does a 22-year-old need to live in an apartment building that's worth $2 million? That $100,000 that they gave him, as far as like, you know, a upfront payment, they could have used that same money to buy him a townhome in a gated community somewhere. And then, you know what I'm saying? He'd been able to build equity, you know, build his credit and all that stuff. Why are we giving away almost a $2 million in rent? It just doesn't make any sense. Like they're living the life as if Wendy is still on television. So you mean to tell me you got regular Americans out here who have lost their jobs. A lot of people are being laid off, right? If you guys don't know, um, even like in the financial sector, a lot of companies, Facebook has laid off thousands of people, Twitter. So you have people who are making good money for years who are now being laid off. So if regular Americans have had to adjust because they've lost their jobs. And they've had to humble themselves and maybe apply at Walmart, apply at, you know, J.C. Penney's or just, you know, wherever so they can still maintain their bills. Why do both these two think that they're too good for that? So you're going to sit there and allow yourself to go into foreclosure, ruin your credit, have you, your, your side baby, your side chick living on the streets to prove what? And what does Sharina do? Does she not work? I'm just I'm I'm blown away by this. This is really, really sad. This is really sad that they're just both sitting here watching her go through this. And it's just, oh, what was me? Oh, I'm about to be evicted. Oh, my rent wasn't paid. Get up and work. Start a podcast. Do something. It, it this is sad. Exactly. Uber, Lyft. It just doesn't make any sense. They're literally just sitting here until they just get evicted. Like y'all are tainting her legacy even more. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And I think now I'm starting to think that maybe they were right to freeze her account. It's not their money, right? But now I'm thinking that this might be the reason why they decided to freeze her account because there's too many damn cooks in the kitchen. Everybody got their hands in the pot. This is her money. But all of a sudden, everybody's so entitled to it. It's insane. Mm. Quit pampering these boys, ladies. Make them get out there and work and be men.
There's no reason why him as a young college student, if he is in college, is not working. He could be working, delivering pizzas, work from home jobs. And I get it. You know, he's, he's you know, his mom's famous or whatever. But he ain't famous. If I, I probably wouldn't even recognize him if I walked past him on the street. Ain't nobody chasing that man down. Let's not act like he's the famous one. So most people wouldn't even recognize him if he was an Uber driver. It's not like I'm like, oh my God, it's Wendy Williams' son. Put on some shades and drive people around Miami. Yeah, the whole thing is just sad. It, it's sad. Look, somebody said he could live in student housing. He sure could, but he's too good for that. He wants to live in a $2 million condo. Yeah, I feel bad for Wendy. I just, I hope everything ends up working out, you know, because this is just, it's sad. Oh, God. Not, y'all asked me about Meg and Harry. Now it's time for me to go. <laughs> Am I going to watch their net, their docu-series? I don't know. If I get bored and it comes on, I won't mind watching it. But, um... Am I going to go searching for it? No, I'm, I'm over them. I've been over them for a while. Um, there are another ones. They're just, oh, what was me? We want our privacy. Oh, everybody's in our business, but they won't stop doing podcasts. They won't stop doing documentaries. I'm just over it. I just, I don't care. Like I said, if it comes on and I have nothing to do, I'll watch. But Am I going to go searching for it? Nah. Mm -mm. Y'all watch it first. Let me know if it's good. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm over the whole saga. You know, the queen is dead. The, the king is dead. I'm over the colonizers and their saga. You know, for people who don't want to be bothered and, you know, they don't want to be attached to the, to the, you know, the palace. They won't stop talking. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Guy Matt says, before T leaves, y'all hit that like button. Please hit that like button, y'all. Um, let me see here. Elo Iku sent 20, says, sending love from Painesville, Ohio. Been a tea sipper for four years since you was rocking, since you were locking hair. First time blessing you. You are still unbothered by Tori and Meg. Yes. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Yes, I'm still unbothered. Like I said, I'm going to be sitting here patiently waiting for the verdict to see who's guilty and, you know, what happened. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Godfoy says, Wendy did an interview and it had me in tears. Seeing this woman finally be coherent and announce that she's doing her podcast. Wendy was knowing that people still love her. She's iconic. How Kevin want to depend on Wendy. Yeah, whatever happened to her to her podcast? I thought she was going to uh, sign a deal with Spotify and do her podcast, but I haven't heard anything about it since then at all. But I just I just don't like the fact that they're going to the media with these sob stories because it's like they're low key blaming Wendy and making her look like she's the bad guy, you know, because she's not you know continuing to fund their lifestyle. No, not when they're both grown. Kevin Jr. is grown and Kevin Sr. is very much grown. So, you know, unfortunately, when people's income drops, you can't always live the lifestyle that you were accustomed to. That's just common sense. You know, when things change, you have to adjust. So I don't understand why they're waiting for foreclosures 
as opposed to selling the property or moving to somewhere cheaper that they can afford. That's what regular people do all the time. It just doesn't make any sense to me. All right, let me make sure I covered everything I wanted to talk about today. Yeah, we did. We talked about that. Okay, cool. We, we hit on all the topics. I've been on for two hours. So, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to log out. But thank you guys so much for joining me today during this live stream. Lots of good conversation, lots of good dialogue. So, I will see you guys probably sometime next week. I'll talk to y'all later. Have a good evening. Bye.